the college football experience, Northern Illinois Huskies, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollars prize cash to the winner. Join today at sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That is uh sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, what's up you degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Excited! I'm very excited to talk NIU football. Always kind of one of my favorites. You know, I know that when it comes to the Mac, I feel like people can make fun of me and say, "Well, Kobe, you say half the Mac is your favorite school." Uh, you know, I like NIU. I remember when they beat Maryland, when they beat Nebraska, when they beat Georgia Tech. They've been doing it for a while. Northwestern, I think they caught one time. They've been doing it, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I like them. All right, I like the fact they play these wacky Tuesday Wednesday games. You know, there's something beautiful about the Mac that I feel like other conferences don't have. Uh, they're just kind of the original blueprint of, to me of college sports. Sunbelt is doing a good job of doing that too, but uh, they keep it all right there. And they're just, it's just good football, good sports. Uh, I'm excited to talk NIU and uh, look, perhaps you're wondering who is yelling at you right now. And my name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. I think that's a good metaphor for the uh, 2022 Northern Illinois season. Did it ever happen? Get along and get, get along with your life. Cause 2021 was a magical year. A little setback in 22, but you know, they still got a nice promising future. And I'm excited to have this next guest on the show because man, if you are talking Mac and I was going to say Mac football, but I, let me just correct myself. Mac. All right. The Mid American Conference. Uh, you need to check out this guy's podcast because he does great work and he knows the Mac as good as any. I give it. I give. He's the host of the CSC podcast, which is all action all the time, baby. Just the way you know you want it. Uh, I give you Alex Shear. How you doing, Alex? Appreciate you hopping back on with us, man. Dude, I'm excited to be back. I uh, enjoyed the first couple. Ready to knock this one out. Talk some Huskies, talk some action. You mentioned all those times NIU's knocked off teams. Can't forget Alabama back in 03, man. Yeah, 
that's a, oh, man, how did that's I a leave crowning, that one out? <laughs> crowning win right there. Oh, you see that, folks? This is what I mean. The guy knows Mac through and through. He was just at Mac Media Days, where uh, where you got you got to interview Thomas Hammock, correct? Man, Thomas the Goat Hammock. Man, that guy is a legend in his own right. Uh, at NIU, in in the lives of our podcast, he's one of the first coaches we talked to. Just, I mean, just what a great guy. But yeah, great interview with him. That'll be dropping this week. I love Coach Hammock. Folks, get out there and, and subscribe to the CSC podcast. And yeah, we love Coach Hammock. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm optimistic for the future here. Uh, you know, when you look at NIU, let's let's talk real quick about about what happened last season, essentially, because you know, obviously, the year before, great year, and then last year happens three and nine. You say, well, you know, th- man, they kind of had some bad luck. But I I know that. You could say the year before, oh, they had they won a lot of close games, but they just played a lot of close games. I mean, look, they lose at Tulsa by three. They were in it with Vanderbilt. I think the final score was double digits, but ten point game, whatever. It's a close game. Almost knocked off Kentucky. I I was watching that and I was like, oh man, I, they had them on the ropes. I thought a little bit. Double overtime loss to Ball State. They did get worked by your Toledo Rockets, but that's that's okay, right? And then. Uh, uh, at, at the Ohio Bobcats, when they had Curtis Rourke, uh, just mm-hmm. a, another close loss. I mean, uh, Miami, Ohio close loss. And then the, the blunder to, uh, the Joe Moorhead was surprising. And they also lost to central Michigan by double digits. But my point is, is I'm counting here. Wait, what? One, two, three, four, five, uh, six losses by 10 points or less. That hurts. That hurts. So I, in reality, they're probably a lot better than three and nine. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. I mean, and I think the biggest thing to kind of highlight with this, a lot of injuries to Northern Illinois last year, it got down to where they were starting a fourth string walk on quarterback. Yeah. And in particular in that Toledo game, they, uh, I mean, their quarterbacks threw four picks like in this, this was a Northern Illinois team who, you, when you lose Rocky Lombardi early in the season, you get, you got to find a way to make it work. And, and, and they, they struggled, but they were in every single game almost. So yeah, I mean, this is, this was a Northern Illinois team that they went out, they fought wrong side of the coin this year. Yeah. And and I'm curious, you know, uh, considering Thomas Hammock, I know you just interviewed him and, and that's one thing I noticed when I, I just went to mountain West media day and you interview all these coaches and you, you find out, you see the human side and the players and you, 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 you find out this human side of them that, you know, you, you, you like them for the most part. And, and, you know, all of a sudden when you're talking about them on the show, you don't want to say anything bad because you're like, man, he was a nice guy, right? It, it's almost like you want to keep him at, it's almost like, man, Colby, should I go to media day next year? Because I made friends with every coach there and I gotta, I gotta fade somebody, you know what I mean? So it's like, right. uh, there's, there's, there's a benefit to it, but there's also uh, you know, it, it gets tough when talking about it. So I guess what I'm saying is, is Northern Illinois has been very good over uh, really since like the two thousands, in my opinion, uh, at, Man. at football. Right. Yeah. And they, I mean, they, they've been unbelievably good since the two thousands, you know, you know, I talked about that, that year that they knocked off. I think they knocked off two, uh, BCS at the time, BCS schools. Um, I mean, th- this is a program that for years has been very fortunate with the right kind of coaches, the right kind of players. You know, they had a Heisman finalist 
by the name of Jordan Lynch yes. back in 2013. Like, I mean, th- this is an organization that knows football. And I mean, what they, what they benefit from is they get to recruit from the Chicago area where Northwestern and Illinois also recruit. But for the large part of the last 20 years, they've been better than both of those yeah. programs. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, uh, you know, I know, look, so I know Th- Thomas Hammock is one of their own. Right, he he played ball yeah. there. I remember when he played ball there. That's how old he I am. Played there with Garrett Wolf and yeah, yeah, like Michael Turner, like yeah, yeah. I think was that Novak era. I think uh, or yeah, I think, yeah. I think right around there. Um, I think PJ Fleck was on that team as well. That's right. He played wide out for them. I remember. I think Fleck had the game winning touchdown against Maryland. If memory, serves. I remember watching that game. I, I uh, that's yeah. Well, my my question is, and I, I look, I never want to wish anybody. Uh, unemployment. But I'm saying is like, you look and say 17 or 27 in four years, is there pressure on hammock to win this year? Like if he was to have say a five and seven season or four and eight season or something, do you think that could become an issue or is this, Hey, you know, this guy just took us, he finished first place two years ago. I think, I think there's a lot of pressure on him because I mean, you, you look at the, the year before, in 2020. So, you know, there's been a stretch where they've gone rags to riches to rags again. Yeah. 2020, they were zero and six, you know, last year they were three and nine the year before they were nine and five. So it's, it's uh, is this a pattern of exceed expectations um, come, come short of expectations is going to be an every other year thing. And I, and I think there is a little bit of pressure there but I also think hammock has been doing what he can to build this thing from the inside out. He does this. uh, I think their, their montage is the hard way. Um, And so I I really think that this year five and seven doesn't get him canned below four wins, four or less wins gets him canned. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I just know they've been so. It's that Dave Doran once coached there, you know. Uh, Rod Rod Carey. I mean, they they all went and got Lou great Holtz gigs. There one. The Holtz Lou Holtz did. Lou Holtz did. He uh, coached there for like half a season. <laughs> hey, it counts. And then he quit. <laughs> <laughs> then he quit. <laughs> I mean, that must have been a while ago, too, man. I mean, I don't know how the athletic years they ago, didn't have yeah. no Tuesday Wednesday matching games. They weren't getting that ESPN money. Um, no, they were not. <laughs> uh, look, we're gonna we're gonna talk all about it, though. We're gonna talk about the offense, the defense, the special teams, how the transfer portal has affected this NIU team, uh, and then we're gonna go game by game on the schedule and, and try to try to uh, project how how the Huskies will do in 2023. But before we do all that, I want to tell you that the College Football Experience NIU Husky 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by uh, our very own Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes. Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is perfect for the diehard DGen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with $1,000 we're giving away to first place, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast. Um, and this one is fantastic. Obviously, you know, we, we, uh, we're good friends with Mike Leach. I know we're going to tell a couple stories there that we've never told on air. Uh, Stuff, stuff like that. Maybe a few other ones. Uh, we got a, a classic Joe Theismann story. I think we could f- throw out there. Maybe a, maybe a story on how the Kansas Jayhawks once cost me ten grand. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
Uh, it was a parlay, guys. I'm not. I'm not making ten thousand dollar bets. Come on. I still live in a one bedroom apartment in Los Angeles. All right. Uh, but uh, but I, I I'm not opposed to betting ten thousand. If I had it, I would. All right. Look and uh, look. It, it, but anyway, it's an ad free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from our our history here at SGP. And you know we've been rocking since 2011. So. It's still, still independent. All right. And I'm, there's more on that in a second, but there's even a discord channel just for those patrons. Um, Sports gambling podcast has, and always, always will give out their picks for free. So don't think this is some pick service. All right. We don't believe in that. And uh, you know, more power to the people that sell it, but we don't believe in it here and we won't ever do that. So don't think that is that we're turning a new leaf or something like that. Uh, but really what this is, is this is the, the Patreon is just a great way to support the network and, and basically fight back against corporate gambling. All right. Um, so sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon that sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. And remember as always to let it ride. All right. We are back. And yes, uh, I, we got a great Lenny Dykstra story too, that you might have to, you might have to, to check out the Patreon for that. Cause I don't know that we can actually talk about everything that he said. Uh, you know that that that's that's exclusive content yeah, right there. Yeah, I don't even know <laughs> if I feel comfortable even on the Patreon releasing the information. We're, we're, like you know, an interview with, with Lenny Dykstra can take left and right hand turns into some darkness at random times. I'll just I'll just oh, warn I'm you sure. for that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I uh, I did have a quick correction. I apologize. I did not know my history as well as I thought I did. It was actually Lee Corso ah. who coached at Northern Illinois. Um, not Lou Holtz, so I apologize, but he only coached for half a season. So, oh, and then he caught it. He caught it quick. He's a Florida boy, though, man. He got cold. That's what happened. Yeah. He was yeah, like, well, "Damn, exactly. it's cold up here." He's like, "I gotta, <laughs> I'm out of here, right?" Uh, well, uh, look, I mean, yeah, this this program has been very, very good historically, and it's a big year. And you know, I think, you know, we've been doing this since 2011, like we just alluded to. Back then, you could do that. You could actually like skip over the transfer portal. It was like a real thing of like, well, there's one player that's added and he's a backup guard. Uh, no, yeah. college football is, and co- college basketball. I mean, college basketball, I previewed a, a roster. I think it was Oregon States last year where every single player on the roster was the transfer portal. I had no idea. I was like, uh, so I have no idea how this team's going to look. <laughs> I, I don't want to lie to you. We're supposed to preview this thing. And I'm like, well, the, the, have we ever, have we ever seen any of these players play together? And that's essentially right. what Dion's doing at Colorado. But Northern Illinois, I don't think it's as bad as that, but we gotta we gotta touch we gotta touch base, uh, and I'll I'll key in on 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 who left first, and then we'll go from there. Well, last year Northern Illinois played Kentucky, and they almost knocked off Kentucky. They probably played too good because, well, linebacker Davern Rayner is now a Kentucky Wildcat. So Mark Mark, yeah. Mark Stoops was watching that tape and goes, you know who the hell is that? We need to get him. We need to get him. Let's get him a bag of cash. Uh, congrats to you, Mr. Rayner. Even though I, I hate to see you leave uh, this the, the the Mac baby, but uh, cornerback Zeke Williams also in the portal. Running back Azan mm-hmm. Dingle. Uh, mm-hmm. This uh, running back Jaden Credle to Middle Tennessee. Uh, defensive end Liam Rempel mm-hmm. uh, gone. Offensive tackle Brandon McKinnon heads out to UMass. I don't know if that was a bad loss because UMass was pretty bad. Um, but uh, uh, this one I think might hurt Eric Rogers, cornerback heading out to Rutgers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of these ones, I think pretty, pretty uh, how about this one? Harrison Whaley. Uh, I remember watching this kid, this kid on some of those Tuesday, Wednesday games that were like, 
man, this guy can play. He leaves for Wyoming. I know that, you know, the running backs have been kind. They had what Drucker, I think it was before Ducker that that is now at Memphis. Um, Mm -hmm. Dustin Fletcher at the quarterback spot. He's in the portal. They lose another guy to Kentucky at the offensive tackle spot in Marquise Cox. And then Muhammad Torre, a wide receiver. I mean, that's it's tough to be optimistic when you lose multiple guys to Kentucky. Uh, optimistic on them winning the portal. That is. Um, mm-hmm. Let me key on. Let me key in on who they added. Uh, they did bring in a kicker from Ohio State. Hey, there you go, uh, Jake Siebert. So if it's a close game, we met. We just keyed in on how many close games Northern Illinois played a year ago. Kicker matters. Um, He's coming into the Huskies, Iowa running back Gavin Williams. This is a great get. Gavin Williams was decent. That's a huge mm-hmm. Great get. Great get. Virginia Tech linebacker Keyshawn Artis. Once again, another power five player coming in there. Cornerback Cameron Dabney from the uh, Kansas Jayhawks, who were a bowl team a year ago, coming in to, to NIU. And that is it from what I can tell, according to 247. But, um, even though I love, I really do love the Gavin Williams get and the, and you know, I'm sure Keyshawn Artis and Dabney are probably going to end up playing substantial minutes, if not starting. And then uh Siebert, the kicker, what would you say? They won the portal though, knowing that they lost a couple of those guys. I wouldn't say that they won the portal. And I think we talked about this on the ball state episode. I think ball state in the Mac probably won the portal this year. Um, but I say they address some needs. Um, you know, you, you knew you were going to need a kicker. You went out and you get Jake Siebert from Ohio state who great kicker. You know, this is, this is a guy who you knows how to kick. Um, you talk about, you know, bringing in the guy from Iowa, the running back, Gavin Williams, that, that to me is huge for your backfield. Absolutely. Um, You know, you, you can never have too many good running backs. I, and, and I firmly believe that because how many times do we hear next man up mentality, next man up, whatever running backs have to be ready. And if you're thin at running back, just as like, just as if you're thin at quarterback, you're in a lot of trouble. You can win games with your, if you're thin at wide receiver, if you've got good QB depth and you've got good running back depth, you can't win a lot of games without good running back depth or without good quarterback depth. So I think adding Gavin Williams, absolutely huge. And then defensively, they address some needs, you know, adding Cameron Dabney and Keyshawn artist, both solid pickup. I mean, Keyshawn artist was a four-star recruit. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. I mean, that's that, huge. That's yeah. yeah. So, now, you know, I, they didn't win the portal, but they definitely did not have a bad portal despite the losses. Yeah. And, and you wonder, uh, you know, I, I getting a kicker like that. I, I, I say it to be funny, but they really have played. If you go back and look at the past two years, They've played an enormous amount of close games. Stuff like that really can have a huge impact. Um, I don't know. Let's let's dive into the offense here because, uh, well, a season ago, obviously, you know, we we keyed in on the quarterback issues with the injuries, but they were the seventy second ranked offense for Eric. I how do I pronounce this? Idness. I thought I, th- I think it is Idness. Is that how you pronounce? That? Yeah, I believe that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, the rush offense, thirty fourth. You're see, you're seeing uh, what Thomas Hammock like to do. I'm a running back. I'm gonna run the hell out of the ball. hundred and fourteenth in pass offense, seventy eighth in total offense. Um, but considering that you had all those injuries, I actually think those numbers aren't nearly as bad as 
people probably on first glance, you would say, Oh, well, I think those numbers are pretty good considering, uh, considering the, the injuries that uh, NIU had. Um, what, what, what do you make of those numbers there? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at them right now. And again, you know, I think the big, the big factor last year that people need to keep in mind, Northern Illinois was, it, you know, it feels like it happens every year. One team in the Mac gets the injury bug worse than any other team last year. Nor it was Northern Illinois. Um, you, you mentioned how many close games, and I feel like that's going to be our big talking point. How many close games they played last year. Northern Illinois was five, six win or five, six plays really away from being a nine win team again, yeah. a team that goes back to the Mac championship. So, you know, I, I, I really, yes, every game matters. Every play matters. You know, they, they averaged 27.3 points a game last year and they gave up 32.8. But I really, really think a few things go the right way. I mean, they were in almost every game except for, except for, um, Toledo, really right? the Vanderbilt yeah. game. Yeah. Well, Toledo yeah. and Vanderbilt. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Akron, of course, which, you know, Akron, you know, I've, that's another story. I think Akron's going to be pretty decent this year. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, th- this is a solid team. And now the other thing that a lot of people don't talk about, a lot of those injuries happen. Those guys come back, they're backups still. Now they've got experience. Now that's they understand true. game time pressure. Yeah. That is a big thing that coach hammock and I talked about at media day. Now, a lot of those backups who weren't, who had to start last year, they've got it. They've got experience. So it's going to be a lot easier to plug and play them. Hey man. And a year older, they can add, you know, muscle. Sometimes that's what it is. You're a freshman. You get thrown to the wolves and man, you, you have barely gotten the weight room, you know, so stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now I, I look at the offense and I see, I mean, it's really hard for me to fade anybody named Lombardi. I'll be honest. <laughs> All right. Like, I mean, you could, yep. you could really, you, you know, you could rob me in an alley. And if your name's Lombardi, I'm probably okay with it. All right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, so Rocky Lombardi is back and, and I would love to know how old he is because I mean, I feel like he is on the Stetson Bennett plan too, where this guy is just I feel like he's been in college football forever. Maybe it's the COVID eligibility. I remember when he was at Michigan state and he is in re- folks. If you don't know, he is related to Vince Lombardi. Uh, so, I mean, you gotta love this. You also have Ethan Hampton and, and, uh, and Nevin. Oh man. What's this? Kremis Coley, I, I believe uh, is, is the third string quarterback there, but they they've, they got some burn. Hampton is, is, is got, got, got a decent amount of burn through 59% of his completions a, a season ago. Um, yep. But we're having Rocky Lombardi back as a guy that's been there. They won a championship with him there. Not long ago. You gotta yep. be ecstatic about having uh Rocky Lombardi back, right? I think Rocky Lombardi was, was a very, very critical key to any kind of success. I mean, you talk about his time, even at Michigan state, you know, a few years ago, this, this is now Rocky's sixth season in college football. So that's uh that tells you how long he's been in the, in, in the systems, but this is his uh, third year at Northern Illinois. This, this is a big one. You talk about that 2021 season, you know, dude had almost 2,600 passing yards. He had a really good year um, in 2021. 
And he was on pace to have a really good year last year. He, you know, he had a five to one touchdown to interception ratio last year until he got injured. Yeah. And I think the, the injury came in that Vanderbilt game. So I think he doesn't get injured against Vanderbilt. You know, they, they win that game, you know, you build because success breeds success, right? Success continues momentum. It continues to grow. Rocky is a gamer. Rocky is a, is a guy who likes to go out, give me the ball. Let me see what I can do. And he's tough as nails. He's not one of those kids that goes out and, you know, oh, I, you know, I sprained my pinky. I'm going to sit out for four weeks. No, you, you practically have to stab him half to death to get him to take a down off. So it's, it's one of those, he's one of those guys. He's tough as nails. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you my little joke we made back when he was at Michigan state, how he looks like Draco Malfoy from the Harry Potter series. <laughs> um, so that's now burned into your head forever. Yes. Um, so, but no, in all seriousness, Rocky, Rocky is the real deal. Um, I have him as one of my top three quarterbacks in the Mac, even coming off of injuries. Actually, my top three are all coming off of injuries. Um, so we've got Curtis Rourke, uh, Brett Gabbard and Rocky Lombardi. Oh, you're right. So I think, I I think you're, I think you're looking at a really, really good year for Rocky. And I think the NIU def or the offense is elevated as a whole with him under center. Well, 100%. I mean, anyone that's that old, I mean, this guy, uh, he can probably remember, uh, he was probably, uh, you know, in the stands supporting his family, watching the ice bowl against the the Cowboys Packers back in, uh, you know, 67, but uh, uh, folks, uh, yeah, that's a deep pull there. The youth might not understand that that one. That's some history right there, man. Uh, but the ground game, the ground attack uh, is going to be like that. It's going to be like they have the four horsemen. No, I'm joking. I was going to continue to the historical references, but in, uh, in, in, in Tario Brown is a guy that I think they're super excited about. Cause he had 689 yards uh, a year ago, 6.3 yards mm-hmm. rush. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously Gavin Williams coming over from Iowa folks. If you're the running back at Iowa, <laughs> You're a you're a thoroughbred because you're getting the ball seven million carries a game. All right, you know Iowa has only thrown six passes since integration. All right, so uh, come come on. I mean, the, the, this backfield should be pretty good. It should be pretty good. And then uh, you know, I am intrigued a little bit about the receiver spot. Was wasn't uh, Trayvon Rudolph a stud two years ago for them, and he got injured? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I uh, wonder. Yeah, he's he's a monster. He's he's circus catches for days. This is a guy who can go up. He'll he'll fight for a lot of contested balls. Um, I'm gonna pull up his numbers really quick. So I was just looking. I was looking at Ontario Brown. Uh, you're talking about his numbers last year and averaging six point two six. Look at his numbers the year before six point six four. Get the guy Ontario the ball. Is, Get the guy the ball. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's going to be a force this year. You know, say Bangura out of Ohio is going to be absolutely lethal. I think uh, Terry on Keith out of Bowling Green is going to be great, but Ontario Brown is the running back. I have my eye on this year because I think he's going to do excellent stuff, but you know, going back to the, this, this offense and what, what they can do. Um, sorry. My, uh, my numbers aren't loading right now, but I'm, well, you know, receiving. The receiving core has always been rough for NIU. Um, you know, you've got guys like Cole Tucker, who you just lost to graduation. Um, he's 
that that's a big loss. But then you look at the 2021 season, who they're bringing back, your guy, Trayvon Rudolph. This is a kid who played 14 games, 51 catches, almost 900 yards, average 17 and a half yards a game or a catch. Yeah. Seven yeah. tutties. Like, I remember him. No, I remember watching two years ago and being like, who is that guy? And then I, I think I saw, yeah, early in, early in the season, I think last year he tore his, like tore his, I don't know. I don't know. He was out for the year. I don't remember what exactly it was. If it was the ACL or what, but you gotta be happy to get him and Lombardi back. They also have Mm -hmm. uh, Keyshawn Pipkin uh, who I know they're excited about as a redshirt freshman. And then, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but uh, uh, Kekper, Ruth Ruthkowitz uh is is a guy they brought in a, a I believe he was a transfer uh great yep. name great name out there from FIU um the airport down there in South Florida and also I uh, you know they they're heavy on the tight ends here I see they they're penciling in Christian Carter who is a transfer from Howard the Bison in the FCS uh in the mm-hmm. MEAC and Miles Joiner um I mean you kind of got to like what the offense is bringing back if, if, because Rudolph and Pipkin were starters a year ago, um, if Ontario Brown can be as good as we think, and then Gavin Williams be the bruiser for them, I really think this offense could open up. And then you got to love the line of scrimmage here. I'm seeing five, all five offensive linemen back. Yeah. I mean, that that's very rare, especially in the transfer portal era where, you yeah. know, an offensive lineman can get some money. Uh, going elsewhere now. I know they lost an offensive lineman to uh, Kentucky at the same time, but I, I, from what I can tell here, all five have started multiple games, multiple mm-hmm. games. So you gotta love with that that coming back. Eight starters all in all on the offensive side of the ball back. Now the defense, the defense uh, last season was 114th in scoring defense. So you might want to circle that 52nd, 52nd <laughs> in rush de- uh, in rush defense, 100 in pass defense, 79th in total defense uh, for Nick Benedetto. Uh, and I mean, I guess, you know, there's room to be optimistic here because you return seven starters, Th- three of four on the defensive line are back, including second team, all Mac defensive tackle Devonte O'Malley. Um, mm-hmm. You gotta love that. And here's a, something else. Those defensive numbers can be jaded. We talked about the quarterback injuries. Well, guess what? When you when you're down to a walk-on quarterback, I imagine you're not getting a lot of first downs, which leads to more punts, which leads to m- more time on the defensive side of the ball, meaning you're giving up more yards. So perhaps, perhaps they're not as bad as we think, or those numbers don't accurately dictate how good the defense was a season ago. Um, the defensive line though, seems to be really good. Little concern about the linebacker spot because just one returning starter at the linebacker spot in Devin Lafayette. Uh, but the secondary does bring back from what I can tell three, three of four. And the fourth is, is Cameron Dabney coming in from the Kansas Jayhawks. So super experienced there perhaps. Um, and second team on Mac safety, uh, free safety, CJ Brown. I know they're super excited about, let me ask you this. If you had to pinpoint the part of the defense that you think is the strongest, what do you think it would be? That's tough. I mean, you know, I, I do want to draw attention to the fact that you just brought up. They, they were down to their four string quarterback. So the defense was on the field a lot more yeah. than then I think they should have been, of course, but I think that that, you know, these numbers are very skewed from a year ago. Um, 
I think Nick Alvarado is going to be the 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 main cog in this defense. I mean, there's a kid who played with a high motor last year. He uh he went out, he knew what he was doing as as a freshman, you know. He he fit the role well. Um and then uh James Esther, that's my guy. Can't yeah. can't leave off offensive tackle James Esther. That is a guy who I think between him and um Nick you're you're looking at two guys who are going to lead this defense to success and I think you establish dominance on the line you get the linebackers freed up you're going to have a lot of fun on the defensive side of the ball this year but it's going to rely on both of those guys to really step up and I think they will James Esther like I said this is a kid who you know he's had a great career at NIU um the the four years he's been there even though he's listed as now a junior um I mean He's, he's, he's scored. He's had picks. He's had a bunch of tackles. Like, I mean, you know, this is, this is a guy who he can do it all on defense and he's going to, because he, because he's going to play for the team. Yeah. So James Esther, that's, that's really the guy you got to watch for. And, and artists, uh, the transfer coming in from Va Tech, another guy that yep. could end up getting substantial minutes. Uh, I mean, okay. So now we, we've previewed the offense and the defense. Do you think the offense, obviously, I think will 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 be better this year because just the health of the offense, right? Yeah. Now the defensive side of the ball, do you think the defense will be better than it was a season ago? I think it will be. I think it's going to take a massive step forward, purely because the offense is going to be better. You give the def- the best, you know, how, how many times have we heard it, the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. You know, you give yeah. you give your defensive guys a chance to rest they can go out and make plays, you know, that they're, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be happy to do so because they're not, you know, out there for 45 out of 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You let them be out there for 20 minutes of 60 minutes. They're going to be pretty happy. And they're, and they're going to get you a, a lot of W's. Yeah. I, I think this team is going to be completely like, you're going to see a pretty big jump on those statistics and we'll see if yep. they're going to make that jump on the win column. We're going to go game by game on the schedule here, but before we do that, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience NIU preview uh, for 2023 is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. The NFL season's right around the corner and underdog pickup is a great way to get down on NFL player props. It's available in a ton of different markets too. Uh, plus plenty of opportunities to win with their daily MLB contests. And of course, make sure to enter the best ball mania that they're doing where the where first place gets $3 million. Wow. Uh, I need to join that. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Northern Illinois Huskies 2023. And I'm here with Alex Shear, host of the CSC podcast, which you need to check out. All action all the time. You need to just give that a follow once again at college sport pod on Twitter. If you're not watching on YouTube, but, but we are on YouTube though, folks. So get over there, subscribe youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, we not only host this, we also host the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience and the FCS college football experience. So check out all of those. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you see this sweet graphic. Shout out to our graphics guy, Cam. The win total sitting at six and a half. So even Vegas is saying last year was a, was a fluke. It's, you could t- you could mm-hmm. see Vegas is even saying, well, they they had their starting quarterback injured, they had their best receiver injured. They, you know, they 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 lost a lot of close games. There's no way that's 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 going to happen again. 
So are you surprised at all without diving into the schedule, Alex, that, that it's at six and a half? No, I'm really not like, you know, like you just talked about last year was, uh, was viewed by many as such a fluke because of the injuries on offense. I think we're, I'm, I think, you know, and not really looking at the schedule, I think we're looking at a little bit closer to the 2021 season, um, especially non-conference. I think conference play is always tough. These guys always play each other close, but yeah, this is going to be a much better team. Personally, I think I've got the over on this. Yeah. I mean, that would be my first lean too. Let's jump into it because week one, week one, I want to say, and I'm pulling this up right now that uh, so Northern Illinois heads to chestnut Hill to take on Boston college. And I want to say recently these teams have played and they've been so close to knocking mm-hmm. them off. Yes. Look at this. So they've played three times. NIU is, is Oh, and three all time against BC. And all of them are by 10 points or less. Uh, the, the last time they played was in 2017, where Boston college snuck away with a win. And is it the How do I pronounce that? By the way, I always get, I always get some DeKalb. people the Okay, the Okay. Okay. I, I can't talk sometimes I can't read either, <laughs> but uh, look, um, they won. They escaped by three in seventeen and in fifteen. The last time they were in Chestnut Hill was seventeen fourteen in two thousand fifteen. But even in even in nineteen seventy one, let's not forget about seventy one when uh, Boston College escaped by ten. Man, and look, Phil Jerkovic transfers out to Pitt. They're the starting quarterback from Boston College a year ago. Zay Flowers is off in the NFL, and you know I understand Jeff Hathley's been recruiting better. This is a winnable game. Who's got the more Very experienced wonderful. quarterback? Certainly Northern Illinois. I mean, no disrespect to Emmett Morehead. I think he's going to be a good quarterback for Boston College, but mm-hmm. I think I think this is a winnable game. I know obviously Boston College will be favored. What do you think of this game? You think you think uh, who are you going to take if you had to if you if you had to pick here? Man, it's a coin flip one for me. I think I think we're going to see Boston College come out uh fighting early, but I think that this is going to be, this is going to be a Northern Illinois win. Um, sure. On the road, Boston college, not that hostile of an environment. Um, it's not a Penn state. It's not a Michigan. Um, no, I think this is a, this is a Northern Illinois win because you've got that offense. They're going to be so excited to be back together again, to be back to playing. I can see it, man. I I honestly think this is like, this is, you know, I know BC's favored, but I'm saying like this is kind of like a coin flip game to me. Like this, yeah. this is one where like, okay, I know BC will be at home, but it, you're not. You're right. It's not a, a toxic. Pl- it's like oh, you're, you're, the stadium's not going to be rocking for this one. Uh, but at the same time, I, I could see I could make a case for for both teams winning this. I'll go with what Vegas says, even though like I don't, I don't know. I feel like NIU could win this game with the more experienced quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to play devil's advocate and say, well, they won't be favored. So I'm going to say, Oh, and one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll roll with you on that one because as I'm kind of peeking down the rest of the schedule, I've got a few places where they can make that up. Well, I love this next game because I love Easy. the, I, I love the <laughs> directional schools going at it. Southern yep. Illinois at Northern Illinois. And uh, as much as I, I, I thought this you know, I know Nick Hill coaches uh, Southern Illinois, and I know our friends, former uh, quarterback Stone Labanowitz played for them. They, uh, 
they just lost their defensive coordinator to Northwestern today. DJ Vokalek uh, got hired mm-hmm. away. You know, the Northwestern thing has been a disaster. They go out and hire him to come in there and try to patch things up. So I'm all over Northern Illinois. Now you lose a defensive coordinator in August. Sorry. That's tough. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> Northern Illinois. I, I get it. You know, directional school. They probably don't like each other much, but uh, I'm on NIU here. What are you doing here? Oh, this is, this is NIU. And I mean, you, you talk about just kind of what they've done with each other over, you know, really the life of their, their, their series, if you will. I mean, SIU won the last one, the last matchup in 2007, a little bit of a little bit of fun action there. Um, but Northern Illinois gets them at home. You got a home crowd who's excited. You've got the history on your side. I think that this is a Northern Illinois win and I don't think it's a close one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Give me that one. So one and one, and then they head to Lincoln, Nebraska Memorial Stadium, the Sea yep. of Red. They say, uh, "Man, Matt Rule, Game Three. Will he have it going?" I know Nebraska's NIL collective brought in a little more talent than I think most people realize, but man, didn't Northern Illinois win this game? I feel like. Uh, Three or four, five, six years ago. I don't know if that was the Frost era, or that was the Mike Riley era, but they definitely went in there and won. I remember watching them win. But um, back in 2017, Northern Illinois won this game. <laughs> oh man! And you're getting 21-17. This is going to be enough. a game. This is going to be. I mean, I'll say this: between Boston College and Nebraska, I would not be shocked at all if they got one of these. Yeah, this well, and this is where this is where I think they could make it up. Um, I mean, let's just face it. You know, I like Matt Rule. I love what what he's done. They're not there yet. Yeah, um, they're not. You know, they're going to be kind of there week, week three, but you know, they're still figuring out who they want to do what and how they want to do it. Um, whereas Coach Hammock, he's been at NIU long enough. He knows his guys. He knows his guys well. Um, he knows what he can expect out of his guys and where he can push his guys. Matt Rule, he's still trying to figure out that whole team. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a close one, but it's but I I could very easily see NIU walking out of uh Nebraska with that with that win. The only thing is it's a I just looked at this. It is his first ever home game. Matt Rule coaching in Lincoln. Cuz they're Ooh. on the road the first 2 weeks. Ugh. That's tough. I I'll, I'll go with Vegas. I'll say one and two, but man, I could, t- okay. I, f- I almost find, uh, okay. They're definitely, they're definitely beating Tulsa. Tulsa's got a brand new head coach too. <laughs> All right. The very next week, Tulsa comes into Husky stadium into Kolb, and there's no way they're not two and two by the, by, by the, by the time September 30th comes. I think two and two is accurate. I think that this is a, this is a big one. I'll actually be at this game. So I'm really excited to nice get down for this one. Um, nice. You know, this is a this is a good G five versus G five matchup. Last year is a field goal game. Well, Northern Illinois has a kicker this year, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see we'll see a little bit of that action happening. But this one's going to be a really good game versus two really good programs. I'm excited, but I do think, yeah, you're right. They finished two and two in the non conference. Two and two in the non-con, and then man, uh, they, they go to the Glass Bowl. Your place, uh, folks out there that don't know, Alex uh, Toledo fan. Even though he covers the whole MAC, you know, you went to Toledo, correct? Yep. 
went so, to Toledo. Yeah. Cheered the Rockets on belligerently uh, during my formative <laughs> years. So. <laughs> Uh, so, so, okay. So we, we should, we should put on the slant glasses for this, or is this actually going to be like, I, I favor Toledo, but I think this is a game. Northern Illinois has always been an Achilles heel to Toledo. Um, you talk about the, the 2010s Toledo teams and Northern Illinois teams mm-hmm. either, you know, Northern Illinois prevented Toledo from winning at least two Mac championships in the 2010s, yeah. maybe three. Um, so uh, yeah, this one's going to be a good game. Um, for me, I give the slight edge to Toledo at home, a hostile crowd, you know, Toledo's got a decent chance at finishing non-con three and one, maybe four and O depending. I know that's a very hot take right now. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a hostile one. I like the Rockets, but I like the Rockets close in this one. The Rockets returned so much on offense and a really good defense. No, I gotta agree with you. Maybe if this was in the call, but I would say, you know, but I think yeah. on the road, I gotta lean Toledo. And and I'll be honest, like I, this schedule is is challenging. So the very next week, back to back away, they go to InfoCision Stadium against Akron, who beat the beat them down last year. And I gotta be honest, I know you hit on it, but I don't know if, if folks, if you haven't listened to our Akron preview. Uh, I, I'm very bullish on the over, and I think Akron is, is going to go to a bowl this year. And I, I know that sounds crazy, but I got Akron beating them. I got, I got, I got them going the two and four. What, what are you, what wow. are you doing here? This one's tough. I so for my preseason pick for the for our podcast, I have Akron going six and six. Um, you know, just as a, I, I'm also very high on Akron. I'm a little bit higher on Northern Illinois winning this one. Um, so I have them at three and three right now. I mean, you know, it's tough because I think DJ irons, Alex Adams, huge for Akron. Yeah. But I think Rocky Lombardi, um, he's just such a gamer that he's now, he's going to be angry that they're zero and one in Mac play. He's going to come ready to ball out against the zips. Well, the very next week they host uh, for homecoming the Ohio Bobcats at Husky Stadium, and this is the one that I was figuring is the one. Curtis Rourke and Ohio Tim Alvin are rolling. You know they're doing great things, but uh, homecoming it can get wacky. Uh, I'm calling for NIU to upset the Ohio Bobcats who won ten games a season ago in DeKalb. Uh, am I a maniac for this pick? Yes. <laughs> and I say that with love. Um, man, Ohio is so good. They, you know, 10, 10 wins last year. Like this is a team who they're going to be ready to play football. They're, they're ready. They're coming out swinging. Um, and they get Curtis Rourke back. Like yeah. Curtis Rourke, I think is probably my number one quarterback in the Mac right now. Yeah. Um, interchangeable for any NIU fans and, you know, Miami fans listening interchangeable with any of those other two. But I think right now Curtis Rourke has the is has the most history and the most really I think the most balanced offense in the conference. This one's gonna be a dog fight. And this it's gonna, you know, cat a cat versus dog fight, if you will. And uh <laughs> I think the cats kind of uh kind of walk away with this one. Okay, going with the Bobcats there. That's gonna be a fun game to watch. Uh the very the very next week, Eastern Michigan comes to town and I love Chris Creighton. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like it's a tough game. I, I, I favor NIU. I mean, Chris Creighton notorious for playing close games. This is a really hard game to project in my opinion. I'm taking NIU. I'm taking NIU and that would move their record for me to four and three. Yep. No, four and four, four and four. Yeah. Yeah. You have four and four now. I'm, I'm going to go NIU as well. Um, which for me moves them to also four and four. Yeah. So sitting there at four and four, they get a bye week and then they head. And this is where the action uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays start. They, they head to, uh, they head to uh, Kelly shorts stadium. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't even really a bye week in a way because it's what? Oh no, it is 10 days, 10 days rest. Uh, this I, look, I'm kind of high on Jim McElwain this year. I, 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 I don't know if I told you this. I don't know how the hell I ended up on like an email chain where he like, he was apologizing yeah. to the alumni, but I ended up getting this email. And I was like, Oh, Jim McElwain, he's super pissed off and says that it was on him. And uh, that's why I'm calling for a Chippewas win in Mount pleasant to, to take it to four and five, which means, which means they can't lose any more games. Uh, what do you got going on here at uh, Kelly short stadium on, on Halloween, Kelly shorts, Halloween. I mean, those college kids are going to be, they're going to be having fun. I mean, that's a good, good matchup for both of these programs. I like Northern Illinois in this one, just because I think CMU isn't going to have enough depth to, to overcome a little bit of um, adversity. I I like Northern Illinois in this game, Jim McElwain, you're talking about him uh, owning it. He did the same thing at media day. When I talked to him, he's like, Hey, Last year was on me. Everybody wants to talk about injuries, whatever. No, it all comes down to me. I didn't do enough to get us in position to win. And I love that. I love yeah. that in a coach. Yeah, me too. He's not going to do enough to get him into position to win this week. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, look, then, then it gets interesting for me because I can't, if I'm going to play the over, they can't lose another game for me. Right. So right. they host ball state it's Husky stadium, November 7th. Well, I do think Ball State's going to be pretty good, and I think this is a game. But I'm taking NIU to win at home in a close one. What are you doing here on November seventh? This rivalry has been so fun the last several years. This is uh, the Battle of the Bronze Stock. For those who don't know, and they literally play for a giant stock of uh, bronze corn. And the last <laughs> the last three years, it has gone to the home team. There we go. That's a, that's all you need to know. Let's go. So I'm, I gotta go. I gotta go. NIU on this one. Oh man. There we go. So that sets us up. We're both at 10 games here, five and five, and then Western Michigan coming into town uh, in DeKalb, Western Michigan, you know, in the bit, in, in the middle of a, uh, you know, uh, they hired i I'm drawing a blank right now on the, on the, on the, on the coach's name. Um, um, I know you this. just, I just, I, I looked at yeah. you and I blanked. Um, um, they, he I, follows me on and Twitter. They hired, this is embarrassing. They hired the, uh, the, 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 the OC Lance Taylor, Lance Taylor. Thank I apologize yeah. Lance. Um, so Sorry, coach. <laughs> I don't know that they would have it's year one. It's year one. And I kind year of, one and they lost a lot to the transfer portal. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I feel like Minnesota grabbed most of their guys. Um, yeah. I uh, PJ Fleck 
still, still, still hitting them. Uh, but yeah, I think NIU wins this game in in uh, in, in Dekalb. So I will have them move into six and five with one game left. How about yourself? I so I like this one as well. Um, I like NIU in this one. This is this is in my opinion an easy dub for yeah. NIU. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going NIU in this one. And then they get an 11 day break. Yep, N- nice to get an 11 day break. Go get some turkey, and some turducken, get some Thanksgiving yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you head to Kent, Ohio, and and if you listen to my Kent State preview. I'm not very fond of the golden flashes this year. This puts me on the over. I think NIU not only wins, I think they might win by a lot. Uh, I'm at seven and five, potentially eight and four. If one of those, if, you know, if, if I'm wrong about Akron or Boston college or something, uh, I think this is an overplay. I think Thomas Hammock's job is going to be safe after he, after he uh, is in contention, you know, pretty much if they, Going back, you know, I know I have them losing three games in the Mac, but still that first, that first, uh, what September 30th to October 7th range where they're at Toledo and at, at Akron, if they can, if they can go one and one there, watch out, mm-hmm. watch out. Yeah. Uh, so I got them seven and five on the over. How about you, Alex? So every year it feels like a Mac school drops a game. They have zero business dropping. I think Kent State might be the one. Uh oh. <laughs> oh man. So six and six, they still make a bowl. I no, that would still put me at seven because I've got them winning three straight after the Eastern oh, Michigan you're right. game. You're right, because you have them winning. And that the, would yeah. put me at seven and five. So but wow. that would put them at three Mac losses. Three Mac and and but I feel pretty good about the over then because I, I think feel it, pretty good about this over. I think it's more likely they go eight and four than they go six mm-hmm. and six. So, yeah, you know, I feel I even, more comfortable betting that even though I have them at seven and five. So yeah, I mean, uh, so we're both on the over here. Uh, all right, folks. Well, look, before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with Michael Parker, AKA college football campus tour on Twitter to talk about his experiences to uh, DeKalb. And, uh, and so with no further ado, here is that interview. Joining me on the college football experience, Northern Illinois Husky season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. You're probably wondering, Hey, what is that? Oh, it's a Twitter page at CFB campus tour. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. But Michael, Michael goes to like every single college football game. I say that sarcastically, but he goes to a shit ton of them. All right. And, and it starts a lot of them in met with Maction. All right. Because they play those Tuesday, Wednesday games, sometimes Thursdays, I guess. Uh, but Northern Illinois, no stranger to those. And uh, yeah, Michael's page, absolutely fantastic. Cause he'll document his travels all through the college football season. Even in the off season, he'll go, he was just in, he was just in Reno checking out Nevada stadium, even though it's the off season. That, that's what I'm talking about. That's what the, the pages they must follow. He talks about the history of the stadium uh, for each and every school. It is an absolute must follow. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me for the introduction. And, you know, we love travelers, love these matching games. I've been to more games in Northern Illinois than, than Auburn. So um, got some good experience at Husky stadium. Yeah. I mean, look, this is one, I love those, you know, just, 
the one you were probably at some of these games I was watching. You get some some games out there and DeKalb, and I feel like I always say it incorrectly. The 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 fans tell me it's DeKalb is DeKalb. I don't I I don't know how to say it correctly, but uh, the, you get those Tuesday wacky Mac games where it's in the snow and it just looks awesome. You know, uh, yeah, how, A, tell me about the history of the stadium, and then B, tell me how many times you've been there, man. So history of the stadium opened in 1965 and they won the 1963 small college national championship. And that led the drive for uh, a new stadium, which is Husky stadium uh, has 23,000 seat capacity in 1969. Uh, they, the first game ever played in the state of Illinois on turf. That was their field was turf uh, change of 69 record crowd. They ever had was in 2003 versus Iowa state. 28,218. And an interesting fact that I learned with boots on the ground last year was there's no way to go from one sideline to the other within the stadium. You have to get your hand stamped, exit the stadium, go on stadium drive south, walk behind the scoreboard, show your stamp on the hand to uh, the usher and get led in the other side. So very unique stuff there at uh, Husky Stadium. And then as far as the games that I've been to, I've been to two matching games, 2019, 2022, both weeknight, big time blowout losses. One was to Western Michigan in 2019 and one was to Central Michigan in uh, last year, 2022. But again, from a traveler's perspective, if you're trying to reach a goal of every stadium or or see as many as you can in a week, these matching weeknight games, Northern Illinois games, they're priceless because you can get a Tuesday, a Wednesday game, get a Thursday fun belt, a Friday, let's call it an ACC Friday game and a Saturday game. That's five right there in a week. If you hit a noon and a 7 PM Saturday game, that's six. So these are the kind of games that you don't care if it's a blowout. You get to see a new stadium, you get football on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, and you get to add to your traveling resume. Amen. And and what I love about the Mac is no dome. So they're up there in Northern Illinois and boom, no dome doing it. Right. Uh, love that. I got to get to a game here. I always wanted to go on one of those Tuesday, Wednesday games where it's, you know, just starting to snow while you're there. It just looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, look folks, everybody give Michael a follow on, on uh, Twitter at CFB campus tour. As I alluded to, he, he has this, he, he does this thing like photo of the game for all the games he goes to. And once again, uh, he'll show you a, a lot of the history of the stadium. So it is a must follow. And look, Michael, I really will. This is one that's high on my list. It's high on my list. I want to get out there for a Tuesday, Wednesday game. Uh, you know, November, obviously, because that's when the Maction uh, does those Tuesday, Wednesday games. But uh, maybe one day uh, we can meet up there at, at, in the Yeah. And I'll show you the way to get from one side to the other when we get there. So let's, uh, let's do it. There we go. Folks, hop on over to Twitter. Give him a follow at CFB Campus Tour. Uh, thanks again, Michael, and have a wonderful day. You too. Michael Parker. I need to get over there. I love that. You, you can't you can't cheat the system and you can't get to the other side. No. I gotta get there. And you're going to a game there this year, correct? Yeah, I'm going to that uh Tulsa game um in week four there. So really excited about that part of my hit all Mac stadiums uh tour this fall. So really Really pumped to get out to NIU and uh, watch some Huskies football. There you go, folks. Make sure you hear that. You hear that? What he just said? 
Uh, make sure you give Alex a follow. Once again, the host of the CSC podcast, all matching all the time, go into every Mac game this year or not every Mac game, but every Mac stadium uh, in spirit, yep. he'll be at every game. Uh, Alex, I appreciate you hopping on the show, man. He's on, he's on vacation or he's, you know, he's on, he's on the road right now. I, I hit him up to do the show and he's like, yeah, just give me, let me get to uh let me, let me get to the, the, the to the house. I got to you know, I'm renting this thing. I don't know what it is, but he's like, let me, let me get back. But boom, he made time for us. And I appreciate you, Alex, man. And uh, you know, we're both on the over and, and uh, yeah, I'm excited that to, to have you back, man, because I think you do great work over there, man. Hey, no, thank you so much for the opportunity to come back on. I uh, love what you guys do here. Um, this is a, uh, this is a great opportunity and anybody listening, make sure you guys are really paying attention. These guys know their stuff. So thank you for the opportunity. Always a pleasure to speak with you guys. Oh, thank you so much, folks. Once again, the college sports pod, all action all the time. This well, you'll see it as the CSC podcast. Alex Shear doing great work. And please, if you can also give us a follow on uh on on uh, Twitter. Well, I guess I'll we'll do the Twitter thing first. Uh at TCE on SGPN. And then, you know, on YouTube. Look, there's so many platforms these days. I don't even know what I'm just a machine over here talking. Uh YouTube.com slash the college experience. So give us a subscription there. They call it a, a, not a follow. They call it a subscription subscribe. All right. I promise you it's not one of these, you know, uh, $15 for one or one CD for one cent. And you end up paying for 15 CDs and you get finally get one Tony, Tony, Tony CD for a penny. All right. No, this is uh, this is no scam. Just subscribe and boom, we're good. And uh, yeah, folks also wherever podcasts can be found. All right. iTunes, Spotify. I don't know any, any, the interwebs as George W said, right? The college football experience. All right. The FCS college football experience, the college basketball experience, right? I love me some Mac college basketball, and I'm sure we're going to have Alex back when it comes basketball season as well. Check out all of those, the college baseball experience as well. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Check out the sports gambling podcast, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. We're not trying to take your money. All right. Uh, we just had Phil Steele on the show this morning. Go listen to Phil Steele. He came on the show. Talk a little ball with us. The legend. The, I call him the Godfather. Check out the Godfather. All right. Uh, I mean, come on. Anyone that starts making a newspaper back in the 1980s of, of college football, he's on. He's on our level forever. All right. He's the Godfather. All right. I'm just gonna start making a newspaper to sell. No, for me and my buddies. What a fucking awesome human being. Uh, <laughs> he's on. He's on par with us, uh, folks. But uh, yeah. Check out those episodes. Hop in the Discord. Talk ball with us. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And it is a pleasure as always. Till next time. This is the college football experience, Northern Illinois Husky style. You better start thinking about yours. And we are out of here. Run and shoot.